This is the Tame Your Talent podcast. My name is Brad Jay, the host of Tame Your Talent, the podcast, a 25-year veteran announcer, TV commentator in lots of action sports and mainstream sports, including the Olympic Games, as I am just a couple hours away from boarding my flight back to the U.S. from China. Been out here for uh, a month and a half. Just think about that. Just think about that. Whatever your normal job is, just think about that. Traveling and being gone for a month and a half in a different country. It's not an easy thing. We'll get to that in a moment. But this one is all about your U.S. snowboarding and U.S. Paralympic snowboarding uh, update. What we need to work on, what we're proud of, what happened. So this is the complete breakdown on that. And uh, I'm going to give that to you in just a sec. But before we get to that, let's get through the meat and potatoes. Uh, make sure you tune into my radio show, Six Hours of classic rock from Aerosmith to ZZ Top. I bring it to you Monday through Friday, 7 to midnight on the west coast of Cali and 3 to 8 on your Saturdays, also west coast time in California. And you may be saying to yourself, well, Brad, I don't live in California. How am I going to get the podcast, right? How am I going to get the radio show? Well, you don't have to be in Santa Barbara to get the podcast or the radio show. In fact, the radio show, you can get at ktyd.com. That simple. Now, adjust wherever time zone you're in, to be able to listen to it. So if you're on the East Coast, it's going to start three hours later. So it's going to start actually at 10 p.m. Okay, so you people over there, you're going to have a late night rocking out with Brad J. So that's the deal there at ktyd.com. And there's also a free app. So if you got the old smartphone, you want to fire it up, you can do that. The free app will take care of you right there. The KTide app, KTYD, is the app, and it is absolutely free. Okay, pretty cool. So... There you go. Those are the things. Uh, social media at Brad J A Y M C at Brad J A Y M C. Instagram, Facebook, the whole deal, right there. All right. So, imagine that. Imagine if you're a professional announcer. I mean, some of you have regular day jobs, and, and you go to work, and you come home, and you go to work, you come home. Can you imagine actually going away for a month and a half in a strange country, and then performing at your highest level? That's exactly what I had to do. Perform at the highest level, indeed, and. Uh, with a little gratitude, I'd like to say, I did quite well and uh, made my bosses proud. And that's the thing. When you are a commentator for sports, your job is to, number one job, please the client, okay? Make the client happy. I don't care what you do, but that's the thing you got to do. Please the client. Make him happy. Make them happy with your performance. And, and you know what that does? It gets you more work. And that's exactly what I did. Went out there and did what was it, 15 sports, 15 different competitions with medals and everything uh, from uh, Olympics to Paralympics and, uh, and performed at a good level. And that's where I'm at. And that's what is cool about being a professional announcer, getting to see things and getting to travel to different locations. Like for me, my goodness, I've been to like, I don't know how many different countries, maybe close to 30 different countries now. I've been to almost every single state in the U.S. I think maybe one I haven't been to, but that's, I'll work on that. I'll get that off the, uh, the the checklist. But in this show, I want to talk about snowboarding. In fact, I want to talk about USA snowboarding. We're the ones who invented it, man. I don't. You can say all you want and say snowboarding was invented uh, somewhere else, but mainstream freestyle snowboarding, USA, right, all the way, and we definitely deserve we deserve that. Now, are shouldn't we be like just crushing the podiums right now? We need to do a little work, but we do have some bright points, and I want to break out those bright points. First of all, 
Uh, I'd be an idiot if I didn't break out the, the story. Sean White retiring out in Beijing. So that was um, that was a very special moment. And uh, there's been a lot of clips on YouTube with my voice behind him, like saying goodbye to him. You can look those up. Follow the Olympic channel on uh, YouTube. Uh, it's a good way to find it right there. And seeing Sean retire with three gold medals. He won in Torino in 2006. He won in Vancouver 2010. Then he won in 2018 in Pyeongchang in Korea. And his other two places, because that was, he's a five-time Olympian, he got fourth. Got fourth in Sochi, so just missed the podium there, and got fourth uh, out here in Beijing. So uh, sad to see him go, not on t in a medal, but then again, he's the GOAT. I mean, you look at all what, what the modern-day snowboarders and halfpipe are doing now, you got to give Sean White the credit there. He's the one. He started it off, and... To be at the top of his field and be at the top of his game for like 20 years, that's saying something just for the dedication that he has and, and what he has meant to snowboarding. So sad to see Sean retire. And then you start thinking about this. Can that be beat? He's got three goals, right? Can a U.S. halfpipe snowboarder beat that number right there? And then you got to look at Chloe Kim on the ladies' side taking another gold so she's got back-to-back -back gold now she's already at two and almost landed the 1260 in competition she tried it i think a couple times fell but i feel like by next year chloe kim's gonna land at 1260 and then we're gonna start seeing more and more of the girls do the same thing and that's for those of you counting that's three and a half rotations 1260 right there so chloe goes back-to-back -back goals now she's not that old in four years, it's going to be in Italy, okay? Can she come back and knock that out and get another gold? I think she can. I think she's basically, if you had to pick someone to win four years from now, she'd be the top of the list on the women's side for sure. No doubt about it. And then you think, okay, we'll add another four years to that. Could she go back to back to back to back and go four golds in a row and a half pipe? And that would eclipse Sean. And I started thinking about it. I was like, what Sean has meant to modern-day half-pipe riding is huge. But what can Chloe Keen mean to modern-day half-pipe riding in eight more years if she does actually go out and do it again and again? That'd be four goals in a row, and no snowboarder has done that. So that would be quite amazing. So USA looking pretty solid when it comes to the women's side of half-pipe. On the guy's side, well, we need some holes filled. We need some guys to uh, step up on the U.S. side of things and, and make a charge for the top. That's what we need. So I think we got a little work to do on discovering who's going to be that. Who's going to be the guys in Italy in four years. It's going to be interesting because you know Japan's going to bring it. Ayumu Hurano is still going to bring it. I got to wonder about Scotty James, though. He's going to be 31 in four years. And you may say, oh, that's not old, but half pipe is kind of old. Sean White won at 31, though, in Pound Chang. So there you go. So half pipe, I think U.S. needs just a little bit of work. Not much. We got some guys that can do it. Got some youngsters coming down the pipeline. And we hope that they can uh, take over and carry the torch with uh, Sean moving on. And I didn't mean to rhyme, but it just kind of happened that way. Uh, Julia Marino, silver medal. Congratulations for the USA's Julia Marino. Finally getting that Olympic medal after two tries. Got the silver in uh, slope style. And that competition is up on YouTube. You can actually watch that. My call's okay with that one. I think I could have done a little better, but you can actually watch that show on YouTube. And a lot of these competitions that we're talking about, you can watch them. They go to YouTube on the Olympic channel. 
uh, the Paralympic channel as well. So congratulations to Julia Marino getting that silver. And what are we going to need to do with slope style, you know, for the men, for the guys on this? Red Gerard just barely missing out. He's just solid. I worry a little bit about Chris Corning because he's had some injuries. And, man, I just hope that his back and his, his heels can actually take more competition. But we'll see if uh, is he's going to be back in four years. you got to start thinking about that. I feel Red Gerard, yeah, he's definitely going to be back. And there's some youngsters, too, on the slope style thing that are coming down the pipeline as well that I feel like – I don't feel like we need to worry. I feel like we're good. I feel like we're good for men's slope style for uh, snowboarding for sure. In four years, I really do. But then after that, we need more and more. So any future future rippers out there, they're like 10 years old right now or 14 years old. Man, we need you down the road. Maybe not in four years, but in eight years. Let's get at it, huh? Let's get after it. USA proud, man. <laughs> and then uh, Paralympic snowboarding. Let's talk about that. The, the U.S. team in Paralympic snowboarding. So fun uh, just to, to watch what these guys do. And the coolest thing about what they did with um, snowboard cross. Now, in Pyeongchang, snowboard cross for Paralympics was just two riders on course at one time. What they did this year, which is just big shout out to the Paralympics, you know, to the Paralympics for coming up with putting four on the course at the same time. Because really, it's not a snowboard cross race unless you got four out there. Really. I mean, three, yeah, but having four, four across, made it so much more special to see that happen. And and uh, the categories, or the guys who uh, got the medals for the U.S. team in that was Mike Schultz. Now, Mike Schultz has a company called Biodapt, and he actually builds prosthetics, uh, prosthetics that you can use for snowboarding. And they use, they use mountain bike shocks in those things. So they got Fox shocks in those things, full-on downhill mountain bike shocks in those. And, and Mike has done this in 11 different countries use his product 26 athletes use the prosthetics that he builds so talk about giving your competition the edge right by building them awesome prosthetics like mike schultz does but that's just the kind of dude he is so hats off to mike schultz uh he came away with the silver medal in snowboard cross in his uh, category and also garrett garris uh newbie a newbie to the uh the paralympics did not compete four years ago in Pang Ching, but Garrett Garros, he got himself a silver as well. <coughs> and I didn't know much about Garrett when he first stepped onto the scene out here, but when I saw him ride and saw him come away, and he's a young dude, so I feel like we're pretty good right there with Garrett Garris, but we're going to need, you know, our rest of our other guys, they're getting up there in age a little bit in the Paralympics, but you can be a little bit older in that one. But we we made a strong showing getting uh, two silvers with Mike Schultz getting one and Garrett Garris getting a silver in snowboard cross. And once, once again, hats off the Paralympics for bringing snowboard cross with four riders on course at the same time. That is what snowboard cross is all about. So love seeing that. But the one thing is about it is, Chinese are dominating, man. I don't know where they came from because they didn't have very many Paralympic medals before the Paralympics, but out of nowhere, boom, they're like, there was four of them in the final. So the whole final was just four Chinese riders. And you just wonder, where are these guys coming from? Who's training them? 
They got a Serbian coach that's working for them and making things happen. But their uh, style and the way they work at it is pretty darn good. And uh, they're definitely owning the podium out here right now. So we got a little bit of work to do on the guy side of things. And, and the girls, we, we just need to work up there. But, hey, the bright note, Mike Schultz, Garrett Garris, both getting silver medals. Big ups to them. And then it was the bank slalom. Now, it, the bank slalom is awesome. This goes back to 1985. Mount Baker put on the first one. I mean, there was some snowboard comps before that. Soda Springs, I think, 83. And there was an 84. Was was that copper? I had one of them. And they did some snowboard competitions. But a lot of mountains weren't allowing snowboarding back in those days. So, really, Mount Baker has to be given the nod when it comes to, uh, to bank slalom because they've been doing it for so long. And even Jerry Lopez at Mount Bachelor does like a big wave invitation, which is basically his version of a bank slalom. So bank slalom, really cool. The course, amazing. Steve Morrison, course designer out of Canada, did an amazing job. The only bummer was with it is the temperatures just wreaked havoc. Like we had these butt-ass cold days during the Olympic Games. And then when things came to uh, the Paralympic Games, things warmed up. And I think that course, colder, with a little bit more firm snow, would have been even more amazing. And it was amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It was the best best bank slalom course i mean it was perfect all the way down it had 10 banks on each side so you had 20 total banks one little step down air in there too as well but it was awesome and uh brenna huckabee uh took gold and she had four chinese women below her second third fourth and fifth so it was not just a gimme she had to work at it to get it and she got it on her final run and one of the funniest things about it she gets to the bottom she goes am i on the podium am i on the podium and then she was in the number one spot. So congratulations there. Paris Snowboarding looking strong. Might need some, uh, you know, some people up there. We need some more. We need some more. So that's what I'm talking about. And that's going to do it. That's going to wrap things up for your uh, complete snowboard update. Is I got to be getting on a plane here and flying back to the USA after a month and a half in Beijing. But tell you what, it was a lot of fun. And that is the state of snowboarding for Team USA. A little bit of work, not much. We just need some some fresh bodies in in the next four years. So we'll see how that all breaks down. Tune into my radio show. It is on KTYD.com. It is 7 to midnight on the west coast of California. And it's classic rock from Aerosmith to ZZ Top. Boom, I got you covered right there. And on Saturdays, I'm on from 3 to 8. So adjust the timing uh, wherever you may be. And uh, shout out to uh, Puerto Rico. I just saw Puerto Rico on the, on the analytics has been paying attention. Canada also moved into the number second spot on the Tame Your Talent podcast. So USA number one right now. Canada number two. And then you got Sweden in there. And then you got Puerto Rico in there too as well. And UK, UK is third. So it's US, Canada, UK, <laughs> Sweden, Puerto Rico. All listening to the Tame Your Talent podcast. Welcome to the show. Good to have you guys on. That's going to do it. I'm Brad J. Check it out. You can subscribe to my YouTube page. It is also called Tame Your Talent, and all of my social media is at Brad J-A-Y-M-C. That's going to do it. My next one, my next podcast is going to be done back in California. Thanks for tuning in. This is Tame Your Talent. I'm Brad J. See you.